Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, how are you today? Hey, Sandy. Happy Tuesday. Yes, and the sun is out and it's gorgeous out. All good things are happening. Always. Always, yes. And today we're doing an interesting topic. One of our listeners sent us an email saying that he would like us to talk about reciprocity. He said that he sent many Happy New Year and holiday notes to friends and colleagues and coworkers and all that and got about 2% back from them. Mm -hmm. And he wondered whatever happened to reciprocity. And it got me thinking about reacting and responding and reciprocating. When something happens or someone does something for you or to you, what do you do? There are all kinds of ways to deal with it. And today we're going to look at that. I like that. I've noticed that over the past few years too, especially at Christmas time when I send Christmas cards to people I've historically sent Christmas cards to. And it seems like fewer and fewer people are responding. And I don't know if that's because everybody's just too busy. I know that's a big part of it. Or if it just is more socially acceptable these days to accept and not reciprocate. Yes, which is really too bad, but it seems to be that way. So today we're looking at the difference between reacting, responding, and reciprocating. Awesome. Yeah, it's important to distinguish between them. Right. Reacting is instinctual. You don't give any thought. You just instantly take action in some way to deal with a situation or some kind of stimulus. Mm -hmm. There's no filtering process. It's just that gut instinct. And whatever happens, happens. It's instantaneous and often is fueled by your reptilian brain that is operating in self-preservation. Exactly. It's when you react or do or say things without thinking first. You don't consider the implications or the consequences. You just do it. Things like if you're driving down the road and there's a boulder in the middle, you instinctively swerve around it. You don't think about it. Somewhere deep in your brain, it may say, hey, there's something in the way, but you don't give it a lot of thought. You just swerve. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody tries to hate you, you instantly duck or get out of the way. That's reacting. Depending on the situation, it can be either positive or negative. Or sometimes both at the same time. Like with your boulder analogy, you may instinctively react and swerve around that boulder. But if it doesn't occur to you that there's a car coming from the other direction, you've instinctively reacted, but now you're in a worse or equally bad situation. Exactly. There's positives and negatives when you react. Sometimes reacting is done in anger, in relationship or social situations. Somebody can say something and you just haul off and get angry or yell or carry on and it can really damage your relationship Mm -hmm. and can escalate a situation. Things can get out of control quickly and become quite destructive. I remember a time when my husband and I were learning how to fight and (laughs) he said, I don't want to argue with you. And I have this notion that arguing can be productive. And he said, yes, it can. But you come at me with both barrels and cut right to the quick. It occurred to me that I'm quite good at it. (laughs) And... That it is self-protection action because it will end an argument now. It won't help anything, but it will stop it because it will hurt somebody so deeply that there's nothing left to say. And he's like, yeah, if you want to argue, you need to learn how to not go there. Right. 
Is there negative consequences to that response? Right. But on the other hand, reacting can be quite positive. Oh, absolutely. It helps you be aware in situations like playing sports or driving or doing anything that you have to really pay attention to. Sometimes you can't think things through. You just need to react. It can be life-saving. Think about emergency situations. Say your house is on fire. Your first reaction may be to get out of the house. It may be to grab your kids and get out of the house, which is probably a good thing. Right. That's the most important. But if it's to grab everything in your house that's important to you before you get out of the house, that reaction could maybe have been a little bit better. <laughs> right. At that point, you're responding. Yes. Because grab the kids out of the house, that's an instinctive reaction. You just do it. And if you start thinking, well, I really need my passport, <laughs> then you're not reacting anymore. <laughs> then you're into response. And then especially if you're in a situation where people are turning violent and you need to either fight or flight, that's reacting. Right. And that can be really positive Mm -hmm. if you use it in a positive way to get yourself out of whatever negativity is happening. It can also be negative if you use it to damage somebody or something when that's not necessary. The bottom line is to just be aware of when you're reacting, the kinds of situations that can set off that kind of behavior. Pay attention to it. Learn your triggers. Learn your triggers. Beautiful. Perfect. Because if you know what's going to set you off, you can avoid those or pay enough attention that you stop yourself, kind of like you're doing with your anger, Mm -hmm. you're arguing, you learned, oh, I do this thing. I don't want to do this thing. So I'm going to notice when I start to react and change it. Yeah. It's as simple and as difficult as pausing for a beat. Exactly. Learning how to change your reactions is tricky because it is generally the first thing that comes to mind. And then you have to learn how to put a governor on that. And then what you're doing is responding instead of reacting. Okay, so define responding. When you're responding, you say or do something as a result of something that happens or something that somebody says, but they're more thoughtful actions. You take just a second to take a deep breath and consider the possible outcomes and consequences of your reply before you do anything. Mm -hmm. You weigh the pros and cons and consider what would be the best actions for yourself and the others in the situation. Whereas when you react, you just haul off and slug somebody or just pick up the kid and run. Or say something hurtful. And when you respond, you actually give it a minute and pay attention to everything that's going on. I remember seeing parents say to their kids who had just done something they weren't supposed to do or something awful or something disappointing. And the parent would say something like, go to your room. I can't be around you right now. And Mm -hmm. I always thought, what a strange thing to say. You know that kid did something that you told them not to do. Why don't you just tell them? And I get it now. It's because what you want to do is scream at the kid. Yeah, right. And that's probably not productive. Exactly. So send the kid away, gather your wits about you, figure out how you want to approach it. And then go talk to the kid. Exactly. And that's the wise way to deal with just about everything. Pay attention to what you're feeling, what you're wanting to do or not do. 
thinking it through for just a minute or less, and then taking action. Figure out what's actually needed, what's appropriate for a particular situation, and then respond in the way that you choose. It's about taking control of the reaction. Yes, exactly. Very different from just reacting. Mm -hmm. The ideal way to deal with any situation, whether it's a relationship or anything else that goes on, it's like the example of the car and the boulder, take just a second and think, oh, there's a boulder in the road, I got to get around it, but there's a car coming the other way, maybe I should go the other direction. Mm -hmm. Give it just a second and look at the whole situation instead of just instinctively doing something. And you know what's interesting about that is that sometimes when you're in an emergency situation, it feels like there isn't time to take that second. But if you listen to people who've been in extremely emergent situations, life-threatening danger, catastrophes, natural disasters, that kind of thing. Right. Often yeah. they will say, time slowed down. Yeah, that's true. And you feel your thoughts coming faster then time is moving. Huh. If you get really used to taking that pause before you respond, uh-huh. it's a muscle that you can build up and create muscle memory. And it makes it so that those pauses become more and more productive. And then you get that feeling of time slowing down, which just means you're thinking faster than time is moving. Yes, that's beautiful. And that's so true. It creates a space between the event and what you do or don't do with it. Yeah. In that space, you give immediate emotions some room to calm down so you can better understand what's happening. And then you can make a plan using the most evolved part of your brain and move forward accordingly. Mm -hmm. It does take some practice. And it takes a little bit more time than simply reacting, which is a good thing, but it can save your relationships, often ensure a more positive outcome. It can save your physical self. Yes. And it can also play into being an important part of your regular, everyday, polite and appropriate business and social interactions. Oh, hugely. As we were talking about before we started this episode, it seems like these days people are not as responsive as they used to be just in social situations. If you send an email to somebody, you may or may not get a response. Mm -hmm. They may say, hey, thanks for whatever, and this is what I think about that, or they may just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, if somebody reached out in any way, it was the polite and respectful thing to do to respond. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it seems like it's not quite as common. What do you think about that? Well, I agree. But I think on the other hand, reacting has become the norm. People just react now because of social media, because it's so easy to send an angry email, knowing that you don't have to deal with the other person's response to it. Yes. It's not immediate. So I do think that what happened was that we became more accustomed to reacting than responding. Mm -hmm. When we didn't have all these digital ways to communicate with each other, you had to deal with people face to face or through snail mail. Or on the telephone where you could actually hear their voice. Right. So you had to be a little bit more gentle and careful and thoughtful. And we don't have to do that anymore. We're doing damage the way we're reacting these days, but we're not seeing it. Yes. We think we're responding. And what we're really doing is maybe exacerbating a situation because we didn't give it enough thought to respond appropriately instead of react. Mm -hmm. And the ones that frustrate me, the situations where you reach out and you just get nothing. Yeah. There's no response whatsoever. I don't understand that. And that's kind of what our listener was saying. He reached out to a whole lot of people 
and 2% reciprocated. Yeah. And he was pretty discouraged. He was like, I thought they were my friends, but they didn't even acknowledge what I did. I don't even think that goes so far as failing to reciprocate. It just goes so far as failing to respond at all. You and I both have a history of getting Christmas gifts for some people in our life for decades and have never received a thank you. Yes, there is that. At some point, you're like, well, I guess this doesn't matter to you. Therefore, I will stop reaching out. Yes, Yes, and stop sending gifts. Mm -hmm. That's what you do when you get no response. And definitely nobody reciprocates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you reciprocate, you give back, usually in kind or in quantity. Somebody sends you a gift, you send them a gift. Or at least you do something equally as nice, like make a phone call and have a nice long chat. You reciprocate in some way. And you acknowledge what they said or did and give a similar reply. That's Mm -hmm. reciprocating. Yeah. It implies a mutual or equivalent exchange, or like you said, a paying back of what you've received. And it's what some people call common courtesy or good manners, which is simply acknowledging and appreciating the actions of another person. I do think we need to acknowledge, though, that there are some situations where it is appropriate these days to not reciprocate. And I'm thinking specifically of the Me Too movement. Historically, there's been a kind of a norm around if a guy does something nice for a girl, and I'm just using heteronormative relationships here as an example. Historically, there's been this incorrect assumption that if a guy shows a girl a good time, spends a lot of money on dinner, well, then she puts out in some way. It's reciprocal. But that is not the way it goes. No. There is a point at which if somebody creepy is reaching out to you and doing nice things to you, you probably don't want to reciprocate. I think we need to distinguish between the fact that there's a social norm that perpetuates positive business and social relationships, and then it can also be used to manipulate. So you need to be able to distinguish between the two. Absolutely. But then you just don't reciprocate and you may not even respond. Right. You may just ignore. Or perhaps the correct response is to call the police. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it doesn't apply to all situations, but in cases where if you have friends or family that you really want to hang on to and who matter to you, send them a thank you note if they buy you a gift. Or buy them a gift too. Like it's not hard. It's just showing up equally. Exactly. It seems to be kind of lost. I hope it'll come back someday because it's just showing respect and appreciation and acknowledging that somebody did something nice for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's so important to just appreciate people. We did an episode on appreciation because it's so important. It is. It will strengthen and maintain positive relationships, simply showing others that you see them, you value them, and what they have done for you or said to you. Right. Always respond. And sometimes it's good to actually reciprocate, which is giving back in kind, which is even more important. React, respond, and reciprocate. There's appropriate times for each. And I hope that everybody takes the time to pay attention to what's going on in their lives and choose the right way to deal with it. Yeah. Think about what you want the end result to be. Do you not want this person in your life anymore? Then ignore them. Don't reciprocate. Don't respond. Exactly. But if this person matters to you and you want them in your world, or if you just want to maintain a quality social atmosphere, like I'm one of these people who will compliment strangers everywhere I go. Yes. It's because you're appreciative. 
Well, and it makes me feel good to see yes. the beauty and the kindness and the love and joy in other people. And I want them to know I see that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Thanks. I learned that from you. <laughs> it completes the circle. When I say something to somebody like, you look beautiful today, or that's really your color, or man, the way you dealt with that person was gorgeous, you know? Yeah, and that right. person says, oh my goodness, thank you. Yes. It completes the circuit. Yes. And it makes a nice connection. Yeah. And it's not somebody you want to see for the rest of your life. You don't know who they are. They may be the clerk in the grocery store. But for that moment, you have equally supported each other and acknowledged each other. And that's what it's all about. And that's what reciprocating and responding are about. It actually is. Science has shown that our relationships dictate the quality of our life along with the quality of our thoughts. Yes. Even those minuscule micro touches create a huge difference in our everyday world. If all you do is spend your time out and about criticizing, judging, being frustrated, angry with other people, do you think your life's going to be any fun? It's not. No. But if you spend your time out in the world making these tiny little loving connections like that, your days will be brighter and your heart will be full. Oh, that's so beautiful and so true. And you will have made a difference to so many people. Yeah. That's the thing is you don't see how far these tiny little things go. Yes. If you are nice to the clerk in the grocery store and you make them happy and then they'll be nice to the person that followed you who might be having a terrible day and you've just changed that. It's a chain. It's a mm -hmm. chain reaction of positivity when you reciprocate in a positive way. I was telling you before we started recording about my experience at the grocery store yesterday, and it was right. unbelievably busy. And there were so few checkers. And so we were all standing in line for a week at a time. And the <laughs> poor woman in front of me had a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries. And at the end of her transaction, as she was starting to bag, she wanted one item taken off her bill. <laughs> the line was long. I mean, really long. And the checker had already started checking my items too. And in order to take this one item off this other customer's bill, the entire transaction was going to have to be canceled and started over. Oh, and you could just see the tension in the line and the potential for the gunpowder to explode. And we all kind of mutually agreed that we weren't going to be awful to this poor woman because you just knew she felt horrible. She knew what she yeah. was doing. And eventually yeah. she just decided to eat the one item and pay for it and take it home and have an extra whatever. The tension dissipated and everybody kind of said, you know, sometimes days are just like that, you know? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, for some reason things aren't going right today. And you could just feel this understanding and we've all been there and it could have gone an entirely different direction. But when we left, yeah. even though we'd all been really frustrated, I bet we all felt one degree better than we had when we first got in that line. Just right. because people were understanding and generous. Right. And you all united in your yes. support for this poor woman who yeah. was having a bad day. You know? And getting upset with her was not going to make anything go faster. And it was going to make not everybody feel worse. So right. that was a conscious choice on everybody's part, whether they know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a positive response and we reciprocated. She felt silly and apologized. We said, no problem. It's okay. It happens to everybody. Yeah. And we all yeah. left feeling like, wow, that could have gone totally poorly. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't because you gave it some thought. You chose to respond in a positive way and reciprocate the feelings. Yeah. That's beautiful. Very cool. So wrap us up, Sandy. 
Well, there are several ways to deal with situations and people. You can react, which is instinctive or impulsive behavior, which can save a life or exacerbate a problem. You can respond, which is when you stop, take a deep breath, consider the rewards or consequences, and think about the situation before taking action. When you reciprocate, you return an action as it was given, usually in a positive way with gratitude and appreciation. Always know that you have the power to choose how you deal with every situation. That's the key takeaway, I feel like, is that even when it feels like you don't have a choice, you always have a choice when it comes down to how how you respond or react or reciprocate. Right. Yes, you do. It's always a choice. Yep. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Shannon. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or if you have any topics you'd like us to address in future episodes, let us know. We'd also love for you to review our podcast if you feel like doing so. You can simply visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com and click contact and drop us an email if you want to just tell us directly, or you can review our podcast wherever you stream. And if you'd like to make changes in your personal business life. Spending time with a coach can truly make all the difference. And Sandy's offering a free consultation. So no loss. Just give it a shot. Contact her at Sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Put coaching in the subject line and you can schedule your free call. Thank you so much for listening to your personal power pod. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life. 